Hey, 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 YouTubers and friends, how are you doing tonight? I hope you're all as stoked and absolutely fabulous as I am. We have a return visitor we've had on two years ago, Jocelyn Elizabeth. Very good friend. Well, I'd like to call her a very good friend. Her and her better half and kidlets. Great kids, great family. But, Dano, Jesse, Rose, I were all stoked about this show, and I'm so happy to see so many new faces with us tonight. So stick around, we'll be right back with Jocelyn Elizabeth. Hey, YouTubers and friends, thanks for joining us for another episode of Tuesday Night Hangout Live with Toledo Jess, Dano. The treasure vixens and I. Oh, my sister's here. <laughs> See, your sister's here, Jesse. Javier's here, too. Hey, Javier. Hi, Diana. Nick. World's greatest moderator, Mr. Lodak. He's already started. See what's going on? He's already started. He's got his slides. Just say nothing. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do. World's I, greatest moderator, Mr. Lodak. Linda Wallace, I see we're having a Jersey history, history Hunters raid. <laughs> Pardon me, people. You all broke major records here at the humble home of Tuesday Night Hangout Live. Never in my day have I had this many in my live chat. Thank you all very much, and thank you, Jocelyn. <laughs> thank you. What's up, Moto Mining? Man, we got lots of new people in here tonight. Awesome. Fantastic. Must be a lot of your friends there, Jocelyn. What do you think? Yes, I see a lot of familiar names there in the chat. Yes, hi. David Villa, what's up, brother? Hello. Richard Davis, Drum Detect, yes, but no, Relic Recover is in here. We have the crazy <laughs> lamp lady here. <laughs> Who? Relic Recover Who's that? <laughs> uh, she was on two years ago. Go back to my one playlist, and I do have a show with Relic Recover <laughs> hey, thanks for sending Margie over. Uh, thank you. Uh, we have our Aussie friends in the house tonight, this morning, down under. 
Welcome, welcome, welcome. And all of you out there who was over at Jocelyn's live stream, uh, her pre-show show before our pre-show, uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for coming over. It's a pleasure having you here, and I hope you become part of the Flash fam. Uh, pardon me, Jesse? I said, hello, Chrissy. Oh, hi, Chrissy. And How are you outdoors, you gallo? Nikki, our good friend from down under. Linda Wallace. And the dudes, what's up? Dudes, those dudes are awesome. They shared the Flash Fam camp with us at Gold Rush Days, Jocelyn. Mm -hmm. It was great having them. Want a detector out there. Yeah, one of Equinox 600. That's awesome. <clears throat> That's fantastic. Yeah. And and uh Audra got a really nice bottle there from some guy named Ed. So. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Mindy C, how are you tonight? I said David Via. Outdoor influencer a little bit ago. What's up, man? Hi, Melissa O'Brien. <laughs> Oh, I do want to welcome some new members to right. why I'm thinking of it. Uh, during my uh, website member tiers and what little patrons I have left, Appreciation Awards, uh, she digs from Scandinavia, uh, Norway, actually, became a member. And Ken Allen Dronesfield became a member. And tonight... Uh, Kathy Bell became a member. Uh, thank you for joining the Flash in Your Pan YouTube membership program. I appreciate it. Welcome to the Flash fam. Yeah, Scuba Sonia, how are you tonight? Hi, Scuba Sonia. Hi, Scuba Sonia. Hey, American Gold Prospectors. What's up, Brian? Brian? Brian. How do you <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no. No. Down, down, down east, uh, detecting and prospecting. How are you, Bob? Yeah, Bob. Binger. Hey, up, DK. How are you, Adventures in Dirt? He puts on a really good show too. Mm -hmm. And boy, Audra and Rach's live streams—they're kicking it. Yeah. I, I, I'm bummed because I missed their Halloween special, and. Um, I heard it was absolutely the bomb. So I'm sorry, Audra Rage. Hey, T Bone, how are you doing, Anthony McKean? It's good to see everybody. Ron F, Dennis, Jason Keith, prospecting. Nice ore samples, man. I see Audra and Rachel rock. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Kevin Hubbard, welcome, welcome, welcome. Richard Davis, what's up, buddy? Oh, Richard made it. Yeah, he's been here for a minute. He's been here for a minute. Uh, Melissa Lynn, welcome. So many new names tonight. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's hard to keep up. What's going on, Ron? <laughs> <laughs> 
I, um, I don't want to put it in slow mode. So, so what, what how do you do it, Jocelyn? How do you do it? I haven't been able to figure it out. So um, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> I, I've, I've been in some of your live streams when you're going through your goodies at yeah. your store. And it's like... It just, you can't yeah. read it to keep up with it. You have to back up if you want to read something. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. You got to stop and scroll. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Start reading down. Then you got to try to catch back up. I actually quit. I just was listening to you. Got to hit the thumbs up and listen yeah. and watch. <laughs> so, well, right away, we got a question in here. From, Hi, Liz. Sorry, from had to throw that in. Who? Moto Mining. Oh, okay. No. Who is this person we have tonight? Who is this Jocelyn? <laughs> Who is this crazy lamp lady? Oh, boy. So <laughs> tell us a little about yourself, yeah. Jocelyn. All right. Well, I am the crazy lamp lady. Here, I'm uh, going to pin you up. So. The relic recoverist, formerly, <laughs> and also still somewhat. <laughs> Um, I have a channel here on YouTube, Crazy Lamp Lady. Also, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, and I make videos about picking, kind of like American Pickers, only on a much smaller scale as far as going to thrift stores and flea markets and antique shops and that sort of thing. So that's basically what I do. It's what I do. <laughs> but I don't do it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, that's something that I've always been really into, and we, the three of us, have talked about you know that flea marketing auctions and stuff like that. I, I noticed watching your videos here <laughs> that you're into glass, yes. and I have a question. Okay, is glass selling now again? Yes, some of it is. It depends oh, on the glass. Okay. Um, depression glass, I've found is. The value is depressed. Um, right. <laughs> a depression glass is, is kind of a hard sell, depending on the piece. Depression I mean, no glass is the pretty depressing at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> depressed. Oh, there's always exceptions to the rule, but uh, depression glass is, is pretty low right now. Um, it's kind of a hard resell. But, you know, Murano glass, I've, I've been doing really well with Murano, which is made in Italy. Um, I've been doing really well with that kind of glass. There's a lot of art glass that is doing really well. Uh, but uh, as far as depression glass goes, that's, mm, it just, it just depends on the type of glass, really. Right. Yeah, Cause I know, I know that um, the, the prices on, on glass objects fluctuates all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, I, was I was collecting glass for a long time and I still love glass. Uh, paperweights are awesome mm -hmm. you know <clears throat> but uh, i noticed that the, the value of them started going down so yeah. w when i pick i pick for with the idea of future sales yeah well right um not necessarily into selling like what you are mm -hmm. right? like you're you're into a full-blown business type situation where you're buying and selling you're buying and selling yeah. my problem is i buy and i don't sell <laughs> so, uh, i know a lot of people like that you're a hoarder <laughs> uh, 
That's what Ruby calls me too, a hoarder. <laughs> uh, Judy calls me the same thing. You're a hoarder. No, it's it's useful stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, now it must be bad at the Drew and Jocelyn home because you're both hoarders. <laughs> but you do resale. That that's great. From where there's a difference between just being a hoarder and someone who hoards stuff to, to sell. Yes, and, and we try to cycle through. And and the way we look at even our collection is just that it's a revolving collection. So even the stuff that we buy to collect is just temporary. You know, eventually we decide, okay, well, we're going to move this along and we're going to collect something else. So that's kind of how we look at things. And I think having that outlook on things keeps us from being full-blown hoarders because, because we find <laughs> stuff that we like. <laughs> You you can't be full blown hoarders, Jocelyn. Yeah. Because yeah. there's too much room behind you in your living room. Yeah. You're you're not going through hallways of banana boxes. I, I will tell you though, this this is the overflow. So. <laughs> we are in the overflow. <laughs> hey, Matt, gone digging. There were so many else who came in. I that I've Liz missed. Had a question. She wanted to know about Hummels if they were worth anything still. Um, unfortunately, the value of Hummels have really gone down. I mean, back when grandparents were collecting them, they were worth quite a bit of money. And and then that's always sad. You know, I see a lot of Hummels in thrift stores and stuff. And for me, I look at these Hummels and I think of how much money was invested in them and how <laughs> how much people paid for them back then. And now to see them on thrift store shelves or whatnot, um, typically for just an average Hummel, I can expect to get 10 to $15, which a lot of people would cringe at, but, but um, the average Hummel, unfortunately, just doesn't sell for a whole lot. But there are some that, that sell for, for more. It, it just depends on which Hummel it is, but um, the average is, is not, not the best. <laughs> I, 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 Hummel's... And, and in my opinion, run in the same vein as uh, uh, trading cards. They can make too many, and they become so yeah. abundant that they actually lose their their monetary value. You know, because they're just too many of them. The, the market. Yeah. You know. and, and that's, you know, anything that's really marketed as a collectible, usually that's the way it goes. You know, Beanie Babies, for instance, um, trading <laughs> cards, you know, that's the same thing. And uh, there's people that'll tell you Beanie Babies are worth money. And, mm. uh, and if, even if you go and you look at the highest sold prices, you'll see that some Beanie Babies sell for lots of money. But there are people who use eBay as money laundering and 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 when I look at those high prices, the only thing I can think of is they must be laundering money because there's no way those beanie babies are worth that much money. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But my, I'm sure someone has the the best. Some of the best memories I have of my dad. He was a coin a coin collector, token, uh, antique type guy. Uh, one of my fondest memories of him was him waking us up at like the crack of dawn on weekends to go to the SWAT meet. And I used to make his rounds with him to antique shops and coin shops 
But to this day, Jocelyn, first thing that happens when it's like I go through a portal in time, I go through a door of an antique shop, even now when I'm looking for stuff for me, my hands go right into my pocket <laughs> until I see something I want to look at and examine the right in my pocket. And all I hear is my dad, like, hands in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah, that's too funny because Andrew does the same thing. When he was young, um, his dad used to take him into antique shops and he, he used to have him put his hands behind his back. So even now when we go into antique shops and we walk around, Andrew always has his hands behind his back. Like we'll be walking around and he always just, he always walks around with his hands behind his back. And because that's because when he was a young, a young kid and his dad would take him into these antique shops, he always had his hands behind his back. And so that's funny that you, that you say that because he does the same thing and he, his dad used to take him into antique shops and he did the same thing. You want to hear something funny? Sure. So did yours? Well, it's 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 funny because one of your favorite things about going into old stores is the creaking of the wooden floor. Yes, yes. Too. I love that sound. I love it so much. And it's, oh, I hear you. I hear you. I love. I love it. it. Like it just it like I just it makes me feel like oh my gosh like so in the moment and it's so funny because like some you back. Yeah, and it's it's like some of my viewers, and it's funny on those videos. Like, there's this one store that I go to, Bedford Street Antiques, and they have really creaky floors. And I'll be reading through the comments, and it's funny because some viewers just hate the creaky floors, and they have to comment, "I hate the creaky." Like, what about why are the floors so creaky? Why? And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll try to make the the floors less creaky. Like, there's really nothing I can do about it, you know. I and mean, personally, I really love the creaky floors, but it's it's love just the creaky floors. It's it's like if whenever I walk into one of those old buildings with the wooden floors, yes, when it used to be, when it's always been like a a, 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 a some kind of you know a drug store or soda found, it's an old old storefront. It's always mm -hmm. been some kind of storefront. You walk in, and that floor just does that little creak, you know. And it just it is just so cool. Oh yeah, I <laughs> <And> love it. <laughs> it sounds authentic. Mm-hmm. And, and it does. It takes me back to it actually takes me back to when I was a little kid. And that's the way all the stores were. You know, and just about any grocery store or corner store you walked into that had wooden floors where I grew up. Uh you yeah. have some questions in the box, Jesse, and okay. Zoom. I know, I know. I'm sorry, but they're piling up. Uh, we have one from out uh, they'll go in order friends so please forgive us uh drum detect has a couple in madison maine and our friend outdoorsy gallo um has some questions uh drum detects was a bit back there when we were talking about glass it's like pottery question mark question mark question mark stoneware question mark question mark and i i got a lot of slack about the hoarder stuff okay collectors ladies and gentlemen we are all 
collectors. <laughs> I happen to no, be a collector I mean, that hoards I mean, a lot of stuff. Fondly. I mean, you can say that fondly. There's, there's, <laughs> it ain't a bad word like reality TV has made it out to be. Right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with saying hoarders fondly. Like I, I say, you know, I'm going to be a hoarder, but I mean it in the fondest sense. <laughs> I, I, I collect today's junk for tomorrow's treasures. <laughs> Very nicely put, Jesse. All my junk is tomorrow's treasures, so we'll do that. <laughs> I'm not sure what he's talking about, what he's asking about pottery or stoneware. Well, we were talking about glass at that time and depression yeah. glass, and he brought up maybe uh, the collectability of some or the resaleability of some pottery and stoneware. Yeah, um, stoneware isn't really my forte. I'm not really that great with stoneware. I do have friends that collect it and specialize in it, but it's not something that I usually buy for resale. The reason being that I, I sell mostly on eBay and old Crocs. When I think of stoneware, I think of old Crocs and big stoneware pieces, and that's right. not really something that I can sell off on eBay. So it's never really been something that I have focused on. Um, so so I, there's really not a whole lot I I can say about stoneware except that I like it. <laughs> uh, stoneware would also be like old jugs too. Yeah, it? old jugs. Yeah, right. that would Those be that would be kind of a uh, a scary thing to sell on eBay, though, wouldn't it? It would, and and, and it would be scary to ship. You know, right. um, even the small glass pieces that we ship, we ship about seven hundred items a month, and wow. um, we we get you know, about two or three breakages a month on small items. And usually it's because the post office decides to just destroy the packages. And, you know, it happens. It is what it is. They get caught in the sorting machine or, you know, something happens to them. And um, it, like that, the shipping something heavy and big, that's just, it's frightening. I, I don't think I can, I can handle that. So... <laughs> Like uh, well, a few months back, we had an auction here and sold off our collection of cookie jars. Mm -hmm. I had an auctioneer come in and auction them off on you know on uh, Facebook. Yes, you got your cookie jars. <laughs> My biggest concern with that was shipping them because mm -hmm. we've bought cookie jars from the company and have gotten them broke. You know, and they're yeah. all, you know, the way they're supposed to be. It's still got them broke. Fortunately, 90% of the cookie jars that we, we sold that night uh, were deliverable. They were in the, they were local so we could drop them off to them. Yeah. Was, cookie jars that, are tough. That's for, for me to buy and sell a cookie jar, it has to be something special. Like just the other day, yesterday, actually, I found some, some old American bisque cookie jars and they had them marked for like $25 a piece. And uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Strawberry diner. Oh, strawberry diner. <laughs> That's Ruby's diner. <laughs> um, they're, they're just hard to ship. They're big and they're bulky. And, you know, fortunately, 
Um, we have a lot of the shipping supplies and the ability to ship big items, but they're still scary. It always scares me to ship out big things and it has to be exceptional for me to be willing to ship it. So. Right. So what about, uh, have you had any problems with like eBay? I mean, any, I I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I I imagine there's there's problems with everything, but. Yeah. Well, we yes we do have uh we have our fair share of problems with ebay um (laughs) and uh you know um i don't i don't really know how to answer that i mean i think everybody has problems with ebay and a lot of the issues come from um we have we have difficult buyers at times and we have issues that resonate from ebay itself um working through issues like for instance we had to switch from uh their regular paypal to managed payments and that was a whole ordeal of how we're going to get our money and how we're going to get paid. And that, that was a whole mess of things. And anyone who sells on eBay knows all about managed payments. Um, that, <laughs> that was an issue all in itself. Um, but we have had difficult buyers as well. Um, and people, you know, saying, Hey, at the last minute, will you cancel our bid? We can't pay for this or, you know, and I understand there are circumstances where people, you know, something comes up and they can't pay for an item. Right. Um, but I, I feel like because we have a presence on YouTube and because we have a presence online, there's a lot of people who will, who will tr- just try to throw off our auctions and, and try to, to mess with us, I guess you could say. Um, we do have, I believe, 18,000 followers on eBay. So um, I, think, I think there is some, some people who just, who, who like to, yes. <laughs> Um, but we do open unpaid um, item cases against people who don't pay for their items. And, um, we, we try to be proactive about people who don't pay and stuff like that. So, do you, I mean, who do you have more trouble with like Yetsi or eBay? I have had a lot of issues with Etsy, um, for a number of reasons. Uh, I, originally I was actually on Etsy and a lot of people have asked me why I made the switch. Uh, part of the reason was Etsy switched their policies. Uh, they started requiring, well, not really requiring, but forcing people into free shipping, which for me was, I took issue with that. Um, and they also started allowing people to put on um, homemade goods that weren't really homemade, but mass produced. Um, so I didn't really care for those change in policies, but also they allow for people to um, keyword spam the crazy lamp lady name, meaning people can use crazy lamp lady in their titles, their descriptions and their keywords, and Etsy doesn't do anything about it. Um, and, and so they, they just, I, I've messaged them about it and I said, hey, you know, they're using my name and my brand. Um, is there anything, oh, did I just lose signal? Oh, um, is there anything that can be done about this? And they ignored me. (laughs) They, they ignored me and I had to send a follow-up. Hey, I sent you a message. Are you going to respond to this? And so finally their legal team responded to me and said, you're going to have to get an attorney involved. (laughs) Oh, wow. wow. So I, I do have a trademark attorney and um, we're going to be following up on that. But it's just, it's really disappointing that, you know, people are using it. I mean, I've, I've, put, I've put a lot of work into Crazy Lamp Lady and people right. are using the name to sell on Etsy um, since I'm not using that platform any longer. So 
and then that versus eBay, which if you go on eBay um, and people have used Crazy Lamp Lady in the past and I've called up eBay and they've taken care of it right away um, in ways that I don't necessarily agree with, but they, they take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> And by that, I mean, I've called and I've been like, hey, you know, this, this, I noticed this person is using Crazy Lamp Lady. That's my brand. And I thought they'd just send him a warning and they've deleted accounts. And yeah. it's like, what? Like, then no, I just know what I asked. I just like, can you remove the listing? That sounds like Jared must be in charge of that. <laughs> that is not what I wanted. I just like, if, can you send them a warning? Like, they're gone. Yeah. And I, <laughs> So that, that's the difference between Etsy and eBay. So I, I stopped using Etsy um, for that reason. All right. Um, our, our good friend, Chrissy, outdoors in Cal. Oh, she has a Chrissy. question. Oh, Chrissy. I think it's been almost a year since we hung out in a hotel room in Canada. And we, we she gave me maple syrup. <laughs> I, i'm still jealous about her hanging out with uh jig for three days and, right. or for a couple of days and having uh that three-part interview with him uh, <laughs> yeah. the question is uh do you look for items online on online auctions like max sold or are the are there local ones that you go to um we do not typically um look online we usually just source uh locally we source at antique shops and thrift stores flea markets that sort of thing that's usually where we source um eric who we're good friends with he usually um sources as well and he goes to some of the auctions um, I, I don't know if he does online auctions, but he does source at auctions. Um, and some of the auctions have moved online. Uh, so, right. uh, especially with the, everything going on, you know, right. <laughs> so, so he does source at other places and, uh, but, but me personally, I source a lot locally. You go to auctions yourself. I have, I, I go to one auction and that's it. <laughs> I go to okay. one. Once yeah, a month. yeah, basically only one time or one. Um, I I go to one auction. Yeah, one auction once a month. I'm I'm not really um, auctions are, are a little nerve wracking. Like I can't understand what they're saying, and okay. I just go and I go with Andrew and I point out the stuff that I like, and then he bids on it. And that's, <laughs> I usually I usually tell him I can make forty dollars on that. I can make twenty on that. I can make thirty on that. I can make fifty on that. Oh, I can make a hundred dollars on that. And then he goes through. And then he places the bids on everything because I can't understand what anyone is saying. Uh, and <laughs> it just works out. It takes a while to, to figure out the, the, their cadence. I don't think I'll ever be able to figure it out because I just stand there and it's like, wait a minute. They, I, I don't know. Well, wait a minute now. Didn't I hear something about in your, your uh, educational professional career? Well, that, that, that's the thing is like, I never, it was an idea. It was oh. an idea that never really presented itself. Oh. <laughs> uh, on that note, let me interject with... Uh, thanks for the super chat. Thanks for the super chat under California. All right, super chat. Sweet. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Oh, what I think's awesome is we have 189 people in here. Yeah. That <laughs> breaks all kinds of records. We got another question here from Carol Pol Polter. Um, are there items you dig? Big items? Do they take up a lot of room? I pictured smaller items being dug and not taking up much room and displaying them. Uh, as far as metal detecting goes? I'm assuming. Um, as far as metal detecting goes, they're mostly small items. Yeah. Uh, if they're big items, they're probably iron, and they usually don't make it into the house. They usually stay out with the trash cans, if they're iron. Unless they're like something really cool, like a cannonball or, or something of that nature. <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as the, as far as metal detecting goes, you know, coins, buttons, uh, Civil War bullets, and, and those sort of things. We usually keep those and put those on display. Andrew's got some very impressive displays. And, and my stuff is displayed, but not as prominently as, as his stuff. <laughs> yeah, we've seen some of Andrew's yeah. museum. <laughs> um, he has quite the collection, that guy. He does, yeah. Is he still doing the coin thing, coin shop thing? Um, he's not. No, he's not. Or doing is the coin it shop your thing. store full time now? Well, he's not doing the coin shop thing anymore. That was up in New Jersey, and he was driving to and from New Jersey a few times a week. Um, and so that kind of doesn't really happen anymore. Right. Um, but he's mostly focused now on the metal detecting side of things. Um, he's he's selling metal detectors and going to a lot of shows, doing that sort of stuff, and also helping me as far as the crazy lamp lady um, business. Um, and that's, yeah, um, he's up to. Yeah, kinda, later on, let me get the links to your eBay store, your website. Okay. Because I know you have your own website. Yep, and, and that's just relicrecoverus.com. Okay, and, and I'll have them in the description for the replay, so you could go back to them. Richard Davis, Richard wow. Davis. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> super chat. <Yeah. laughs> took him a little while to get that up. He had to change the ink in his printer. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> Sorry, I had to change green ink in my printer before sending Super Chat. No <laughs> uh, you're awesome, Richard. Say hi to your better half also. I know she liked her arrowhead. So. I think this is from uh, J3B. Have you ever found anything metal detecting related while going to thrift stores? Uh, yeah, we have actually. Um... And I would say antique shops. A few few weeks ago, Andrew was at an antique shop and he found a few, uh, three containers full of Civil War bullets that were dug in uh, Gettysburg. And I think two or three of those bullets were unidentified. And he took them to the Gettysburg Relic Show where the gentleman who is rewriting the book on Civil War bullets was at the show. And I, I don't know his name. 
Um, and I feel, I feel bad for that, but I don't, I'm not, I don't know his name, um, but Andrew showed him the bullets and he could not identify them. So they're unidentified bullets and he had three unidentified bullets from the stuff, but they were, they were dug bullets from Gettysburg, which was super cool. cool. So um, he, he was pretty excited about that. Cool. Madison Maine wants to know if you'll ever forgive Bill Ladd. Probably not. <laughs> that was a silly question. <laughs> no soap opera stuff, Madison. Here, here, you know what? I will forgive Bill Ladd whenever he stops <laughs> because it's done and over with. <laughs> I was going to ask the question because I figured I probably shouldn't get in, in the middle of that. But yeah. You no, did no, anyway. It doesn't bother me at all. It's yeah. done and over with, and it's just funny that he can't let it go. So it is what it is. <laughs> that it is, right? <laughs> oh, Madison. What's the, okay, here's another question for you from, uh, I think this is from Nikki, right? Uh, Nikki, yes. Nikki, Nikki B from Down Under. What's the weirdest thing you've come across in a thrift store? Question, 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 question. Oh gosh, the weirdest thing yes, in a thrift store. You know what? I'll tell you what. Yesterday I was in a thrift store and it was the first, my very first time in this thrift store. And I'd walked in and like it, it was, it was like kind of weird. It was like real cluttered. I loved the thrift store. It was a fantastic thrift store, but I walked in and he had these um, severed finger. I guess it was a Halloween thing. It was these severed fingers in a jar, but it like, it looked like real blood and real fingers in a jar. And I just kind of like glanced at them and I was like, oh my gosh, like it, it looked, it like kind of freaked me out a little bit. I'm like, I'm here all by myself. And I'm like, <laughs> like in the middle of nowhere at this little in the middle of nowhere thrift shop and here this guy is selling fingers in a jar like oh my <laughs> it was really it was a little scary um so that that was a weird experience that's the most fresh experience um that i that i have um that i can think of uh, but yeah that that for me was probably the the most recent weird experience that i can think of we just got a thousand DOPs from Jason Keith. Yeah, I I had the thanks, thanks for the super chat. chat all queued up <laughs> for him too. Thank you very much. That's I uh, I guess that's Dominican Republic um stuff there. Wonder oh, what the cool. conversion rate is there. Is that's it better crazy. than the peso, <laughs> Mexican peso? I don't know. Thank you very much, Jason, bro. And our, and our buddy, uh, Pioneer Polly's in the house tonight. He's got a question for you. All right. What's your dream detector and place to use it? What's my what? Dream detector. Green? Dream. 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 Oh, dream. Um. My dream detector. Ooh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I have a dream detector. Well, goodness gracious. Um, I, I don't really have a dream detector. <laughs> Out of all your detectors, what's your dreamiest? You will, well, I, I like all my detectors. And <laughs> I, I know they're all a different tool and you use them for yeah, different things. Thing is, I like all my detectors. I feel like I the AT Gold I know the best. That's probably my the one I know the best. 
I've recently started learning the Equinox 800, and I, I like that detector, but I as well as my AT Gold. I, I think he meant maybe decor. Decor. What? Here, what? I'll, here I'll paste it in the Zoom chat. No, uh, he's, <laughs> so am I. Welcome to my world, Jocelyn. Welcome to my world. Uh, decor, decoration, thing you want. Oh, to have. I have. Oh, um. <laughs> Sorry, Polly. Oh, he says my fingers are too fat. <laughs> well, I think we talked a little bit about this in in the pre-show, and that's I really want a giant, um, Ellie Smith or Viking, swung glass vase, like the four foot one. Ooh, I right. think that would make me very happy. Um. And besides that, I'm not really sure. I would I would have to think about that a little bit. Maybe, maybe like all the Hager lamps that were ever made, but that would never happen in a million years. <laughs> that that's shooting a little a little too far, but I will take the four foot vase any day. Okay, uh, cool. <laughs> I saw a question here, it looked pretty interesting. Now now oh. that's straightened out. <laughs> <laughs> I like Viking glass too. It's it's awesome glass. It is. If you want to get our attention with a question for uh, Jocelyn, please use the at sign and start to type our name. It will come up. Either Tali uh Jesse Mendez, Dano, uh, Rose Briggs, or Flash in Your Pan, and we'll be able to see those better. And Thank you. Keep the questions coming. I don't know how long we have Jocelyn for tonight. Uh, we've I, still got until nine at least, and then maybe a little bit longer. And then Andrew's going to come up and say, the kids need to go to bed. And then probably the kids need to probably go to bed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, like I told Drew when I had to you know, talk to the middleman to get you on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I know the kids have their time, and the kids are the most valuable treasure there is. Yeah. So I I know we had you for a little while, but you know how our shows are. I do. I do. So now I'm going to warn you. I have a train that is about to pass by the house, and it's going to be very loud. Oh. So everybody has to brace for it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Your screen start shaking. Uh, do yeah, well, do most, they? Most of my viewers know. Most of my viewers know about the train. Do they um, blow a horn next? They do. Day? Oh yes, it's very it's very loud. Um, and most of my viewers know about the train. So. Your glass move in the background when it comes by. <laughs> it, well, it's not that bad. I'm used to it personally. Um, <laughs> I got another question. It doesn't here. fall off the shelves or anything, but I have noticed that it does shift after time. And I do have to rearrange it. Oh, I hear a train coming. Yeah, it's getting closer. Coming down the thing. It's getting closer. <laughs> Is there any country or place that you'd love to go to to go thrift store shopping? Thrift, uh, no, I love it right here in the good old USA. <laughs> I mean, I, I have been to England. I've been to antique stores in England. They were very similar to the antique stores here um at least the ones that i was in and um as far as having my channel i know a lot of people i have a lot of viewers from all over the, the world 
And a lot of them tell me that, you know, oh, your thrift shops are the best in the United States. And so I feel like I will say that. There we go. (laughs) I will say that um, I I love my thrift stores and I will, yeah, I'll stay with my thrift stores. (laughs) And in England, they're actually called charity shops. Um, I know that Dawn Chipchase, um, she, she has told me that she used to always go to the charity shops and do exactly what I did, which I think is really cool. Um, but she, she has a hard time finding stuff there anymore. You're looking at it. <laughs> All right. Now, so Ruby's got a question. Okay. She wants to know, how do you, how do you determine the, the, the value of something when you're out picking and, and you see it and you go, oh, I, first of all, I like that. It, it, you're attracted to it. How do you, how do you calculate the value of it uh, for resale? Um, that's a good question. So I, I feel like a lot of it comes with experience and a lot of it comes with as, as the volume of stuff that we sell. And, and I know I have some idea of okay, well, that we've sold this before and I know that it's sold for this much. Um, and, I, and I have an idea of what things sell for, um, but there's also, you know, if, if it comes down to it, I can always just look it up on my phone and say, okay, well, what does this sell for? And I can look it up. And I think a lot of people do that. Um, I, I feel like I've gotten to the point where I can go into a thrift store and, and I've, I can say, well, I could get 40 to $45 for this. Um, before I, before we got on here, I was over on my channel doing a, a pre pre show. Yeah. We were listening to most of it. (laughs) I was talking about a pair of candlesticks that I had, I bought for $20 and I knew they were good. And I knew that I could get at least $65. And in my head, I always figure, well, I can get at least this much for these. And I thought I can get, I can get at least $65 for these. And, um, when I went live over on my channel, they were at $410 on eBay at auction. Mm. So, so I always have an idea in my head of what's the least I can get for these. And then I go from there. So they were at 410. I don't, I didn't see what they actually sold for. Um, but I, I mean, it, it was really exciting. <laughs> I was pretty excited for those. So on, on a situation like that, where, where the price has gone up way more than what you anticipated. Yeah. Whatever worry you that it's going to be a fake bid? Yeah, I mean, we've had situations like that in the past and and you you never count your chickens till they hatch. I think that's that's what they say. Um, And we we usually, we don't, I mean, we don't really account for it until it's done. Um, These particular candlesticks were by a famous artist, um, California pottery, Heidi Shoup. And I mean, she's well known. Her stuff sells for a couple hundred dollars, usually two to three hundred dollars. So um, these particular candlesticks, I couldn't find any other sold examples of them. So the fact that they usually sell for a couple hundred and ours went to 400, I mean, it's reasonable. It's expected mm-hmm. that they would go for at least 300. Um, 400, once they get paid for, we ship them out. That's always exciting. But I never, ever consider a sale complete until the they get to the person and the person leaves positive feedback and then then it's like okay the sale's done we're good oh, it's over with yeah. because a lot of the times they'll be like well you didn't disclose this small little chip you know we could say there's well there's a chip here there's a chip here there's a chip here and they're like 
but you missed the trip here. And it's like, oh, ah, you know, like, ah, you know, so. Um, it wasn't there until you got it. Yeah, so so, so we, we never really count a sale finished until right. it is completely right. well, I got the positive I mean, feedback. Yeah, I imagine too that that helps ease some of that too when you when you look up that particular item that you're selling, you see that it's like for four hundred and ten, and you look and you see well other similar items have sold for close to that. Mm -hmm. We're good. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that's that that relieves some of that pressure right there. It does. I mean, yeah. You know, like like me putting this up my my hundred dollar bot here, putting it up, and someone's been five hundred dollars for it. That ain't right. Something's yeah. Wrong. So then then you begin to question like, well, is that is that gonna are they gonna pay for it? Is it gonna go through? Are they like you know? And then you start to question right is that a real sale. But like I said, I mean, if people if people bid our items up on purpose and don't pay for them. We open unpaid item cases against them. We like, I've got a direct line to eBay. I call eBay. I report people to eBay. Um, I formed a relationship with eBay. So I, I know people at eBay and like, I, I don't mess around. <laughs> is, that, uh, is that like a trolling? Are they trolling you? And they yeah, basically. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's gotten to that point. <laughs> a bidding <laughs> troll, huh? Yeah. yeah. There's no yeah. legal ramifications for doing that? There isn't really. I mean, if if they're bidding up the items and then they don't pay and I open an unpaid item case against them, they get a strike on their account. So they there's a record of the fact that they they didn't pay and they didn't um they didn't follow sure. through. Right. So that, if they get enough strikes. Yeah, as a buyer, you get rated also. Yeah. As a buyer. To some extent, um, you can no longer review buyers. So, so mm -hmm. that, I, I mean, you can no longer leave negative reviews for buyers. I should, I should say you can no longer leave negative reviews. You really? can only leave positive and, and maybe neutral reviews for buyers. We always just leave positive or no reviews at all. Um, but you can't, you can't. So um, that, that's sucks. <laughs> Why would they take that away? Did enough people get butthurt that they got bad reviews? I, I have no idea why. I mean, because I think it protects people as sellers. And there have been times where we've had something sit that nobody has paid for. And I've gone on and looked at somebody's feedback and they would have positive feedback, but it would be a negative review. Like they, it would be positive, but somebody would say, this person never paid for this item and it would be positive. But like, I'm like, well, that makes sense. And then I'd open an unpaid item case. You know, I like to take it as a case by case basis and um, really look at the person's circumstance. Like if they send us a message and say, I can't pay for this until this date, we, we make, you know, accommodations for that person or we, you know, but you know, in some circumstances, people are just out there to take advantage and, and, and that's the world of eBay. And if you're going to sell on eBay, you just have to accept that there are people out there, there are scammers, there's people that like to take advantage. And it's just, it's, it is, it is what it is. Do you think you're ever dealing with anybody who maybe is like addicted to eBay shopping? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, I knew this question was going to come up. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. But our friend Nikki, you, you know how our school prospectors and treasure hunters are. We like our treasure porn and our gold porn. Yeah. Um, I was going to bring this up in pre-show also, but I didn't. 
besides the glass you have behind you in your collection of Converse, what other thrift store treasure uh, show-and-tell items you may have handy? Oh, handy. Oh, I, do, I don't really have anything handy. Um, I could text Andrew real quick and have him bring something up if, if, that's, <laughs> if that's what you'd like. Oh, I've, got, sure. I've actually got something that's actually pretty cool. Okay. Um, all right. Let me let me text him. Give me one sec. Um, I, I know. I, I knew I should have brought it up in pre-show. <laughs> Sorry, Jocelyn. It's okay. I got a question in the meantime. Yeah. Lana D wants to know, how does a reseller go from part-time gig to full-time seller? Um, I think, I think it has to do with volume, a lot with volume okay. um, and not just go necessarily going out shopping and, and buying lots of stuff, but listing lots of stuff and having a lot of volume as far as whether you're on eBay or Etsy or wherever you're at, just having a lot of stuff available to buyers and, and also having stuff available at competitive prices. I mean, that's one of the big things we are, we have, we do all auctions. We start everything at $4 and um, we, we run it for five days. And a lot of people see what we do and try to try to emulate that and, and do auctions as well. Um, we're, we're in a very special situation where we're able to do auctions. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we have 18,000 followers on YouTube. And so when we list stuff to auction and we list 20 to 30 items every single day to auction, um, people are, are notified, Hey, they listed 20 to 30 items to auction, you know? So, right. so people come to us looking for auctions and that's not necessarily something that everyone can do, but as far as, as an everyday seller, uh, what you can do is, is just volume. You can have as many items as possible up for sale and you can have competitive prices on there. And as long as you're competitive in whatever you're selling, I mean, you're bound to make a sale. Yeah, and the main thing you got to remember too, the, the, the buying is the fun part. Oh yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people get, get caught up in the buying. Right. The selling is the work. Yeah. <laughs> selling is the work. The listing, the selling, the shipping, right. and, and you, you have to follow through all the way through um, right. because otherwise you get those bad reviews on eBay and that'll knock you down. Uh, Tina Mudong, uh, Jocelyn, why do you do auctions versus pay now? Um, the reason we do auctions and, um, we switch, we, well, we, we did the switch from Etsy to eBay. And when we made that switch, we decided to do auctions. And part of the reason we decided to do auctions is because we were listing stuff on Etsy, buy it now. And um, we would list something and it would sell within 10 minutes, and, which was, was a great problem to have, you know, listing something and having it sell within 10 minutes. And, um, but, but we'd list 15 items in one night and 30 minutes later, they'd all be sold. And for the next 48 hours, we get emails from people. Did, did you sell this? I saw this in your video. Did this sell yet? I saw this in your video. Did this sell yet? Hey, I saw this in your video. Did the, and, and it would just be constant. Or my grandma had one of these and I saw it in your video. And we get these sad stories or we get these like, and it, it was like, what are we like, what are we going to do? Like, it's, I'm, I'm sorry, it sold. I'm sorry, it sold. And so it became this repetitive thing of, you know, buy it now and it would sell. And so 
we made the decision that we were going to list it to auction because we'd, we'd start it at a reasonable price, $4. And that, that just happened by accident. We just started stuff at $4, everything at $4, whether I pay 16 or $40 for it, everything gets started at $4. Um, and it's there for five days. So, you know, everybody gets a chance at it for five days and after five days, then it's gone. But, but one of the things that eBay does that Etsy doesn't do is, is it keeps a record of, you know, these are the sold items. So it's a lot easier to look at sold items. This is everything that's sold by this, this seller versus Etsy, which I think it's a little bit harder to look at what's sold. So people can at least go in and see what we've sold. So I, I hope that answers that question. <laughs> I mean, we have so many questions. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure she would. <laughs> Scuba Sonia wants to know, do you consider other items or categories with shopping? I mean, like, do you go, in, do you go into, uh, into a thrift store with an idea today, I'm going to look for this type of item or... Or, or uh, uh, I want to do something different. Or do you go in and just looking for whatever strikes you? Um, whenever I go into a thrift shop, antique shop, anywhere, uh, I'm just I'm usually looking for items that I know that I can make money on. I mean, I'm looking for items that are priced low that I can sell high, and that's that's really what you do when you're a reseller. You just go in looking for those items that are underpriced. And um, since I've been doing it a while, right. it comes it comes easier and easier as you're able to recognize more and more things that are even unmarked. Yeah, um, so and you don't have to have your phone out to research things, which is fantastic. So you're, um, not, you're not going in looking for anything specific. You're looking for those things that were underpriced. Yes. That you can go, <clears throat> well, I know this is worth, you know, $25 yeah. people got $7 on it. Mm -hmm. I'm buying it. Yeah. Even though it's a, a piece of ugly painting or whatever. Yeah. Yep. You know, I know that there's value in it. So it's worth me buying. That's me. Having, having <laughs> my minions going on eBay for me and sell it. Yep. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You know, if you. <laughs> uh oh, here he comes. Here comes the treasure, Nikki. Uh -oh. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> hey Andrew. What's up? Hey, how much? How are you doing, brother? Well, you know, that was something too I was gonna I was gonna mention earlier. It's it was it's it's fun watching you two look at stuff. You'll you'll pick something, Josh, and you'll pick something up and you go, Oh, I really like that. And then you'll hand it over to Drew and they'll go. Well, there's a crack here. This is. <laughs> uh -huh. I love it. <laughs> Do I say 10 more minutes? And then I bring home ashtrays to talk about enemas. All right. Um, chocolate and X Men. Chocolate and X Men, a mark they asked for. Um, <laughs> so, right. you had asked about a show and tell item. This is an item I have to show and tell. And a lot of my viewers have already seen this piece. Oh, that's that cool. It is. It's Cuber. a ring. It's silver. 
and um, it's Matilda yeah. Polat. It's yeah. um, turquoise. It's I mean, uh, amethyst, turquoise, yeah, and, turquoise. and silver. Oh, amethyst and turquoise. There yeah. you go. Yes. Yeah. I got it at the flea market. And um, I would pay two hundred dollars for it, but it's worth four hundred to five hundred dollars. So I was yeah, pretty thrilled with that piece. Where's your bought a. We go to auctions, and we bought a box. A you know those lids, box lids that with a bunch of costume jewelry in yep, it. Yep. Uh huh. For five bucks, I found a couple awesome silver rings in there oh that's fantastic yeah one's worth about 500 bucks <laughs> it didn't i haven't sold it keeping that ring or oh hang on something just happened on my computer <laughs> uh -oh. what, what was that do you uh, plan on keeping that ring or are you going to? I do. Yeah. I bought it for myself, but I still love like when I go out shopping, even for myself, I always want to find a good deal. Sure. Gosh, listen, do you hear yeah. that? I don't know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> so Moto Mind has been, he's typed it in here a couple times now. He's got a question. Okay. Do you find small towns are better for picking as opposed to a large town or city? Um, well, it depends. I mean, so yeah, one of my favorite small towns. What's that? Yeah, creaky floors in small towns. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my favorite places to go um is Lancaster, and that's I mean, it's not like a super large city, but um there there's a lot you know, of Amish junk. Yeah, there's a lot of, well, there's a lot of Amish there, but um, there's a lot of people there with money. And so when I'm thrifting, I try to keep in mind places where people have money uh, because that's where they're going to be donating stuff um, that could be worth money. So um, I try to keep that in mind when I'm thrifting. Um, but I, I just... Yeah, I, I, I get a little nervous when we're in the cities. We sometimes go, whenever we're in Philadelphia, we go to the thrift stores and uh, around Philadelphia. We've only done it a few times. And I just, I get really nervous with crowds of people and they're just always really super crowded. So I don't usually go to the city thrift stores. Um, not because I, there's anything wrong with them, just because they're very crowded and I just have a hard time with crowds, so. I stick to the small town thrift stores. Yeah, and it makes sense that you would go like, like we go, we've probably got what, uh, five Goodwills here in, in the city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we only go to one of them because that's where Ruby can find brand new clothes with tickets on it. Yes. Them, yep. You know, for a couple bucks. Yeah. I get, I, I'm able to buy nice pieces of furniture for like, 10 20 bucks you know you know draw, you know just stuff like that yeah you go to those places where the people have more money they don't yep. stuff yeah it's funny. it's funny sometimes we'll go in there she'll find out half a dozen new dresses all that's still fantastic with labels on them you know uh so yeah <laughs> um so that makes sense to do that for sure 
okay. I'm Dorothy Gallo. She's got one of her questions. <laughs> any spirits attached to any of the items from thrift stores? Creepy feelings, etc. I don't think so. Um, I mean, we don't really hold on to a lot of the items that we buy for resale. There's, I mean, the glass is really all that we hold on to, and it's mid-century glass. So um, I've I've never really noticed anything, and I'm I feel like I'm pretty sensitive to that sort of thing. The only thing that we've had that was ever really weird was the painting that Andrew bought, and that was of the Hans Herd house. And I did post a video about that. I mean, that that whole painting was just really weird. And um, the painting itself was weird. Well, okay. well, the, the story behind it was weird. It was, we, we went to an antique mall and maybe some people saw the video. We, we had posted a video about it when it happened. It was a couple years ago, but we went to an antique mall and we saw this painting of this house. And I, I looked at it and it was this old stone house. And I said, oh, it would be fun to metal detect there. And I pointed at the painting and Andrew looked at the painting and he said, and he acknowledged the painting. And so we both saw the painting, acknowledged it and just kept moving. And then later that night, this was on Halloween of last year or the year before, um, we, we were sitting on the couch and I was scrolling through Facebook and the sponsored ad showed up and it was the same, it was a photograph of the same house that was in the painting a photograph of it. And I was like, Andrew, that's the house. That's the house that was in the painting. And um, it was the Haunter house in Lancaster. And he looked at it and he said, oh my gosh. I said, what? He said, that's my great, great grandfather. <laughs> Hans Her was his, he, his relation. So he was related to Hans Her, And the painting was a painting of the Hans Her house that we had saw earlier that day. And he didn't realize it until we saw the, the photograph with Hans Hurt. So we went back the next day and sure enough, it was a painting of the house. And um, oh. we ended up, they wanted $150 for it. He got it for half, $75. And um, we brought it home and it's hanging down in our dining room right now. And it's, it, it's the weirdest, creepiest thing in the whole world. And <laughs> I don't like it, but it's <laughs> it's his thing, and it is what it is. <laughs> so, I don't, have you uh, have you uh, seen any of Outdoorsy Gal O's videos? Where I she, have seen where, a couple. Where yes. she goes to Chrissy. a reusing building at the dump. What's that? They have what they call reuse it buildings. Uh, where you can pick stuff that I guess the people at the dump pick and they put it in this building where you can go in and pick yourself. Really? Oh, I don't think I've seen those. I think I think she did a video on that one time. I, I will I, have to go and find that video. I yeah. know that when we were hanging out in Canada, I'm pretty sure that we went out and looked at like a really scary bag that was out in the parking lot together. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw a video she did of uh, one of those reusable buildings. <laughs> Where they, where those guys that are working there, they'll find good stuff and put it in there. And I don't remember if you bought it or you just got to pick through it and take what you want. That's really cool. I don't really remember. It's, it's been a while since I watched the video. Um, <laughs> Blue footed booby. Ask her if she goes to the Green Dragon. I've never heard of the Green Dragon. I don't know what that is. Sometimes I'm afraid to ask me some of these questions. I don't, especially if I don't know what, what they're about, you know. 
<laughs> You're scared. Nigga with Deej, how are you tonight? Jacqueline, you need to do a weekend thrift in Piqua, Ohio. I've been to Ohio. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, oh, recently, and you didn't let us know. I was in, um, <laughs> I forget where I was. I went to the Ohio Extravaganza. Mm. That it was an antique flea market. Oh, cool. Yeah. Where at? When I, when I was there, I even thought, I'm like, I wonder how far away I am um, from, from those guys. Um, I, I was... I was think. it like Eastern Ohio? You know, I just, I had just crossed over from West Virginia. I've, oh. I've got it in my, my YouTube. I actually have where I was at. So I'm going <laughs> to tell you right now. <laughs> I was in Springfield, Ohio. Oh, okay. That's close. Yeah, Is it? That wasn't too far. Hour and a half-ish. Okay. For me. Yeah, I was in Springfield, Ohio, and I just went up for um, the flea market and antique extravaganza, yeah. and I was there for a weekend. At the fairgrounds? Have you ever went to Lucasville Trader Days? Yeah. No, I've never been there. You need to go there. Okay. That's the hugest swap meet animal sale, everything you can ever imagine. Really? What is yes. it called? Lucasville? Trader Days. Trader Days in Lucasville, Ohio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three times a year, and it's a whole fairgrounds full of nothing but what you're looking for. I like that. <laughs> it's killer. I love going there. Uh, with Deed says she misses your metal detecting videos. I know, and you know what? I still, I, I've been on metal detecting a few times, and I brought my camera with me, and I filmed a little bit of footage. I just, I, I haven't had the inspiration to get the videos out. And, you know, the last time we went out, we found an old home site. I got a, a largey and some buttons and we had a really great time. And I just, I, I don't know. I just got, I had to find that inspiration again to get, get to get it out. <laughs> motor, motor mining ask, are glass bottle stoppers ever worth anything? Glass bottle stoppers. Are we talking like perfume stoppers or are we talking bottle like stoppers uh, that you always say are missing from the bottles that you get? <laughs> so like decanters? I imagine I'm, he doesn't really say other than just glass bottles. I mean, I, I I don't know. I think I think it depends on the stopper. I mean, there's a lot of interpretation there. Right. I mean, I imagine if the person that had the bottle for that stopper, they'd probably pay for it. Yes, yes. But if it's just a generic stopper and it can go in any bottle, just yeah. the diameter of the stopper itself. Yeah, he says, yeah, old Victorian stoppers. Yeah. Yeah, it really, it, it depends on, on the stopper itself. What oh. would you... And uh, I may be asking a dumb question, but I, I like asking that for anybody else who's uh, who's scared to ask it. No such thing as a dumb question, Rose. Thank you, Ed. You're right. Um, <laughs> Just dumb you, answers. When you say it depends, like, if you find an all-glass one versus maybe a glass one that still has the cork on it, or, I mean, what would you be... What would you be looking for? Say you were looking for a decanter top. Would you want it to match or could it be any beautiful top that you find to go with it? 
Well, it depends on if it was for my collection or if it was for resale. For me personally, I'm not picky, but there are a lot of people out there who are picky. And so they would want the, the, the stopper that belongs to that bottle. And they, they just, they're, they're purists, but me, I, I don't mind to mix and match. And, and right. some of my bottles don't even have stoppers and you can see that they, they were supposed to, cause they have the ground lip, but it just, it, I just like the looks. Oh, it's a pretty glass. It's pretty glass. I will take the pretty glass, you know, like it's, it's just, I'm pretty much open to just about anything. So <laughs> it really depends on the person. Um, and what the intent is, whether you're reselling it or keeping it or what you're doing with it. Here he comes. <laughs> Here. <laughs> <laughs> they want to see your face, Drew. <laughs> they they want you to squash down and show your face. Yeah, everyone wants to know what you look like because you're like. I don't. Somewhere. We know what he looks like. You have though. lag. You are lagging, so you are not showing your face. <laughs> You're here. Look, this is you. Ah, now it's all lagged out. Yeah. Ah, now I messed yeah. it all up. I messed everything. <laughs> Can't fix it. Oh, uh, no worries. All right, now I'm good. <laughs> There's a ton of questions in here that all I'm right. having a hard time keeping up with. Is there is there some place where these people can get a hold of you and uh, to ask you these questions? As far as far <laughs> what, well, uh, good luck. No, <laughs> you know how when Ed tried to contact me about doing a uh, podcast? Yeah, I know that's true. That's true. I, I, I'm, I ask another questions. I, I often do with Jocelyn like I do with Jeff Williams. I go to her better half for Jocelyn, and I go to Lilla for Jeff Williams. So. <laughs> oh, boy. Under California, says Jocelyn. I make lamps from vintage tor torch human. Torsen, I made Torsen. one for you. I made one for you. Torse, what's that? I don't Torch? know. T O R C E. Torche? Torche, okay. Touche? Touche, no, I don't know. He put it up here. He says, I made one for you. Also, a little something for the kids. And Drew, you have a P.O. box. Well, we don't have a P.O. box. No. Um, I guess if they want to get the shop address, we can give them the shop address. That would probably be the easiest. Yes. Torches. Yes. Um, you can uh, contact us via Messenger. Send me him. A, yeah, send me a message. <laughs> send him a message. <laughs> I, I get I get so bombarded. I get so many messages that it's just, it's, I have a really hard time juggling all of the messages. I do. I get, I just, I get, I get a lot. He's laughing because he knows. Uh, under California, email me at flashingyourpan uh, at gmail.com and then I could forward 
something to Drew. Um, that if that yeah, works for too. you and yeah. I I might even have your email address already under California. I think I do. So I'll look and see, but uh it'd probably be better if you email or email me at flashingyourpan at gmail dot com. It's on the screen. Um and I'll hook you up with Drew and that's that way good. you could send it to their shop. That works. Yeah, that works. works. Dennis, <laughs> Dennis Hendrick wants to know where you're from. Carlisle. That's in Virginia? Pennsylvania. 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 I was like, oh my gosh, there's a Carlisle, Illinois. <laughs> there's a Carlisle <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Well, I caught up on the questions. Holy crap. <laughs> wow. We're all caught up? Yeah, I think so. Can we put the kids to bed now? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that's where he was going. I knew that's why he came in. I can find more questions. <laughs> it's on my board right now, but. Uh... Well, uh, Shop Girl Star says, Jocelyn, would you have any tips on how to get started for a new seller? For a new seller? um, Research? Yes. <laughs> Lots of research. Lots of research. And paying to learn. Never be afraid to pay to learn. Just don't pay too much to learn. Study what's what's selling and study what's not selling. Take time and just peruse eBay listings. And look at what has sold. Yes. Look at what's sold for the most. You know, and if you're out shopping, don't just don't just look at what what what's sold, but look at also what's currently available and gauge if the item that you've got in your hand is worth the time taking it home, listing it, shipping it and all that stuff. Um, or how long is it going to sit on your shelf? Um, you know, you really have to look at a, a, a huge picture. Lots of research. Then yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Tina... Also wants to know, she's been selling not quite two months and had scammers the first week. They suck. What, what are, are there any, are there, are there any like warning signs when you've got a scammer look trying to scam you? They sometimes, now it's not always true, but sometimes they can have a low feedback score. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other things. They'll usually ask you um, to send it outside of the address that's the on, address yeah, on this file. List. Yep. And they'll ask you if they can send you a check. They'll at the just it's usually cut and dry with eBay. They pay, you send it. Like if, if it's anything outside the ordinary, then odds are it could possibly be a scam. I mean, we we have some viewers that I work with, but I have built a relationship with them. Right over time and they they were good customers and we worked out arrangements um but other than that i mean just just be weary of the internet be cautious but don't be afraid of it um stay within the ebay boundaries and you should be okay stay within their policies yeah i mean ship to the address that's listed on file and and accept the payments that they require you to accept and right. just just and and always make sure uh 
your tracking is uploaded through eBay when you ship the item. So this way they can follow the tracking and, and see that the package was signed for delivered. Um, if, if I'm shipping a metal detector, I usually put signature confirmation on the item because we're talking two, three, four, five hundred dollars or more. And I want to make sure that that package gets signed for and not just left on the front porch. Um, so if you have an expensive item, insurance is, is always a smart thing to have. Um, but pretty much, yeah, stay within the eBay parameters or Etsy or wherever, whatever marketplace you're working with. And just know one thing right now, FedEx only delivers to the yard. No cost. Is that who delivered our bubble wrap and left it in the yard? Is that who that was? That was yeah, it was. It was. It was so funny. I got home and we had we ordered like what nine boxes of bubble wrap, Something like that. giant boxes of bubble wrap, and you're all sitting in the yard, seven hundred feet per box. I had to walk around them, and it was so funny because the UPS guy showed up. It was the opposite of whoever delivered them. So it must have been the UPS guy. He showed up, and he he was dropping something else off, and he like kind of looked. And, and he, he walked it up to the door and I walked out and I took it from him. And he's like, I'm like, thank you so much for bringing this to the door. He's like, yeah. He's like, who was that? I'm like, FedEx. <laughs> <laughs> he just, <Yeah>. he just <laughs> laughed. <laughs> yeah. I'm FedEx. FedEx yard. Well, FedEx and UPS will not deliver to PO boxes. Right. Um, so if a customer only has a PO box listed, you cannot use FedEx or UPS to ship to them. It has to go to a physical address. You can only use USPS for PO boxes. Interesting. <laughs> okay, Tina again. Tina's asking lots of questions, and that's cool. Oh, is that, how can you tell Murano from Blanco? You have no. to lick it. <laughs> you just taste it. You just lick it and you can tell the difference. It's the, te the texture. Oh, smell. <laughs> the first time I've ever heard of that. But I guess I've never tried it. It could work. I don't know. I usually stick everything in my mouth when we're out shopping. It's not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I think I know about Murano glass. First of all, I, I love Murano glass too. Um, but Murano glass is really glass that's made in Murano, Italy, but it's made by different companies. There's different, different glass makers. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. said, no, no, I said Jocelyn taught me the difference because of her videos. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that might have been a technical error on my half of <laughs> copying and pasting. Oh, okay. So. That's why I was, okay, got it. So, <laughs> Glass is not a company? Murano Mar Glass <laughs> is the region in Italy where they make the glass. So, there's different makers in Murano that make the glass. So there, there's a variety of makers and it, it's all about the quality and knowing the quality of the glass. There was a period of time where you couldn't leave. Yeah. If you, if you were an artisan of Murano, you were not allowed to leave the island 
and you were restricted to the island making wow. glass. Yeah. Yeah. That is insane. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? It's like you you have our proprietary information of how to make glass I mean, and you must stay here. I mean, I'd be okay. That's essentially it, what they did. If it was Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, <laughs> I'd be okay with that. But a glass factory? Screw right. that. I, I'm with Cut you, Drew. Burned? No. Uh, it is Just what it is. Keep me by the chocolate and peanut that, butter candies. You know. I'll be happy. <laughs> So what I, I guess I guess there is no uh, what I'm trying to get when you say Morano, you're not talking about a company. You're talking about a, an island of Absolutely. Place. Now now Blanco is a company. And so like even yeah. when you're talking about porcelain, you talk about Limoges. Limoges right. is a region in right. France where they made porcelain. And at one time there was 14 uh, porcelain houses in Limoges that were making porcelain. So it's just about, um, it, it's the about the region. It, it's like Limoges porcelain. It, it's got this this name, you know, that, that makes yeah. it what it is. And same with Murano. You say Murano glass, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, no matter who makes it, it's, yeah. it's, it is yeah. and I think that, the region. Yeah. I think that's where the confusion comes in because uh, people will say, well, it's Murano company. And I'm thinking, no, yeah. not really. But then, you know, believe what you want to believe. So yeah, yeah. So um, let's see, more questions. Got any more in there? I think we've got about three minutes. I was going to say four, but then it changed to well, nine seven. Well, then I won't ask any more questions. We'll just. Uh, we have one last one. What is a big seller right at this time? Right at this time. Well, um, for us, what is a big art, art glass? Art glass. Art glass for us is really selling. You know, we just talked about Murano. Um, for us, that right now is a big seller. But Kokeshi dolls. Kokeshi dolls is another um, really big seller for us right now. Um, and I, I, I think it's about the the buyers also that we attract through our videos. You know, we sh we show these items and we attract these buyers through our videos. Mm -hmm. Um, but those seem to be the two big sellers for us right now is um, the Murano glass and also the Kokeshi dolls. So two completely different things. You know, you've got Japan and you've got Italy. But, but. Oh, Outdoorsy Girl has another question that's being waited on. Okay, okay. Uh, let me see. Uh, there is an online auction site I frequent and so many times they call uh, just about anything Murano. <laughs> well, we do. Should those pieces be signed? And we joke about that a lot. And we always say, oh, it's all Murano. And that's like our ongoing joke. It's, it's a, it's, just, yeah, we make a good joke for that. It's kind of like, it's kind of like you have to, you, you know, you learn marbles. Marbles have different manufacturers and the styles, the colors, the different ways that they're they're you know that they're made and those colors are formed in that glass that is those are key factors in discerning the different marble makers and it's the same thing with the Murano glass you know you look at it and it has a certain quality to it it has a certain look to it I've gotten a lot better at picking out Murano since. Yeah, and it's it's about holding it and knowing what it is. Yeah, and being able to and and it's it is 
it, it does come with practice and of holding a lot of it and seeing the quality of it and yeah. knowing what it is. And we still don't get it all way. All no, right, we all don't. And and that I think that's one of the things that separates us. Oh, are we offline? Oh, are we no. still good? No, we're good. Okay. Nice. Um, I think I think that's one of the things that has separated us is um, that that if we are not one hundred percent certain that an item is not Murano, we, we call it art class. I mean, I'm I'm very I'm very. We like to be a hundred percent accurate. Yeah, on and, those and we listings. make sure, we make sure that we say an item is art glass. You, you know, if I can't say this is Murano, <laughs> I will say this is art glass. Yeah. Um, and even even, even, even if, if I like, really feel yeah. like this is Murano, yeah. I you if know, and not, if I if can't we're not say, we, we yeah, it's not marked or stickered. <laughs> they were usually marked with stickers, and yeah. and that's one of the hard things about Murano is the reference books for Murano run for a couple hundred dollars. So getting mm. your hands on even the reference books is They're expensive. Is so hard to do yeah, because the they just book. the reference books. Yes. Yeah, so you know you can go out and buy a reference book for pottery or you know, but, but you go out and buy an art glass reference book for Murano, you're talking a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. And um but you know, if you're if you're buying, if you're seeing a lot of it, and you're buying, and you're trying to resell a lot yeah. of it, investing in those books is a good idea. It is in the long run. You know, you never know. And, and we've bought a few recently. Yeah, and we've got yeah. two on the way. But also, there's a lot of Facebook groups, and Facebook groups have been very helpful for us as far as identifying identifying things. pieces that i'm just not quite sure of and i'll post them in the group and they definitely have helped me the viewers are very helpful yep mm -hmm. leaving comments absolutely so do you do you uh do you watch any any anybody like dr Lori or anything on no. youtube <laughs> no no <laughs> what about dr Lori? i don't really care for her <laughs> Yeah. You know, I think I think she's a very very knowledgeable person. She she has a great wealth of knowledge. She's very intelligent. I've just she, seen a couple of videos where I didn't And that and that's care. the thing is I've seen a couple of videos where I don't like the way that she talks to her audience and and I don't like her attitude about how she knows I mean she does she does have a lot of knowledge but I just feel like she's very arrogant and she yeah, yeah, I, yes. there. <laughs> and, and the and the way she speaks to her audience i'm not a fan of it yeah. um i but, mean if that now if that works for her then then so be it that's yeah. all good and well if that's her thing and that works for her that's fine that's just not the way we like to do yeah. things and that's not the type of uh, scenario we like to get involved in. no i mean we, yeah. we always try to be encouraging we try to you know and granted i don't have i don't have the educational background that she has but you know the stuff well, that i do know why. i try to share with others and i yeah. try to encourage others but that's um, why i like to watch her is because she has a lot of knowledge you know? she, she does really yeah. good. But, but you're right she is very arrogant she and knows she's condescending yeah, and right. i think very, very. i think one of the things that 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 I've noticed about her is, is even when she says an item is worth X, Y, Z, I've seen it selling on eBay for ABC, uh, the, 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 the what, you know, so, so that's just something to be mindful. The reality of that is you're only going to get what anybody's willing to pay for. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's something my mother always pounded into my head. It's only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. Yeah. Same with my dad, Drew. Sorry, Rose. 
that's okay. You said you don't have the knowledge. Well, you don't have the knowledge yet. So keep at it and yeah, right. keep up with the Thanks. positivity and, and and you'll do just fine. Take you know. Well, is there, so is there anybody out there on YouTube that you that you say that you think would be a good person to gain some knowledge from? Um, the antique nomad George. Uh, he has more. If it. it he, he, and he's so much more friendly. He's he's so much <laughs> more friendly. <laughs> he he is so knowledgeable and he is so easy to listen to. And I had an opportunity to listen and, and to meet him when I was in Ohio. And he is just so knowledgeable that I could just stand there and listen to him talk for hours. He he just and the antique nomad, yes. And he is also um, a certified appraiser. Okay. And um, he is just this human sponge, and and he knows so much, and he's he just he's amazing. Cool. And, and he's he's so friendly, and he's so nice, and he's so willing to to give out this information. And I've never I've never once seen this man be condescending to anyone, and um, I think that says a lot about a person. So. Um, right. Yeah, I would I would definitely recommend recommend george if you're if you're out there looking for knowledge and looking to learn because not only does he give information about what an item is worth but he gives information about the background like the, yeah. like this this is the company and this is like who formed the company and this is why they formed it and this is you know and he gives the background information about the company that's and kind it, of like what i do to you when i'm going and, and i'm like something and i'm like hey this is this <laughs> this 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 and this okay andrew <laughs> So yeah, I would I would absolutely one hundred percent back George. Well, I'm his nine thousand six hundred and thirty something subscriber. Fantastic, <laughs> ten thousand. <laughs> Me too. I just he's wonderful. He's wonderful. I, I do get into that stuff. I've always gotten into that stuff, you know, and uh, yeah. And you're right. Like with marbles, marbles are are so they're difficult. They're difficult. They're difficult. Um, I'm pretty fortunate. There's a guy that uh, sets up here at the local flea market that is very. He's very proficient in marbles. I can yeah. I can hand him a, a little container of marbles, and he'll go. This is a good one, and this is a good one. And the he's rest got is crap. huge, like. Like pieces giant, of slag glass from these glass yeah, factories. Yeah, massive yeah. pieces of slag glass from just like cobalt blue. Yeah, and, oh, yeah beautiful. It's stuff. amazing. Um, the big chunks that were sitting on his table, those were made in West Virginia for Fenton mm -hmm. and never got used. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, well, excellent. Uh, yeah, I see Melissa put some other um, some other names up there. Um, yes. The niche lady, Danny, she moderates my group, and so does Yvonne. They're both fantastic, so you should definitely check them out. And you've got Misty, thrifter, junker, vintage hunter. She's a good friend of mine as well. Um, she's great. So everyone there, basically. <laughs> Thank you, Melissa. <laughs> Yes, thank you, Melissa. That's good news. That's yes, yes. Um, the niche lady, Danny, is really great on glass. 
Um, Yvonne finds the most amazing pieces that I would never in a million years think of. And she always posts them. And I'm like, Yvonne, like out of the blue, like seagulls and fire and light. She taught me about that. And I found one of those pieces. They sell for hundreds of dollars. And uh, Misty is who I went to go meet in Ohio. So she, she's great. She's a really good friend of mine. Yeah, I, I, I remember when, uh, when we first started collecting milk glass, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and we were just about, we were, yeah, we were buying just about any milk glass we saw, right? Then, then someone showed us our folly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, look, I've got some milk glass. It's not all bad. No, no, no. Milk glass is beautiful, especially if you find the right milk glass. That's exactly right. Because like white glass, you know, it's always just white glass. Yeah. Uh, milk glass has a has a uh, has a uh, opalescence to it, and the more that you can see of it, especially along the rim, the better quality it is. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Because, you know, as, as when you first start out, you know, people first start out collecting stuff, they buy everything. Yep. Yes. You know, yes. Spend a lot of money on, on stuff. It's called paying there. to learn. It's right. very important. And a lot of people do it. And you pay to learn. It's like paying for your education. Right. And it's better than paying for college. <laughs> Trust me. Kathy <laughs> is just so, so... Oh, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. <laughs> Thanks, Kathy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, milk glass. I've got a lot of milk glass faces down on my porch right now. Yeah. <laughs> I brought home a whole banana box full of milk glass from the auction that one week. Yeah. Well, th that was the old stuff. That was my really mom. Had, for some reason, I don't know how she acquired them, she had a whole box of the milk glass bud vases and she gave them to me. She's like, here. And I'm like, what am I gonna do with these? <laughs> like a whole box full of milk glass bud vases. And they're, they're, I mean, in big lots that you can resell them. They're good in big lots because a lot of people buy them for weddings. They're, they're a thing for weddings now, people buy them. But just one, one, one offs, they sell for like two bucks. So it's great to have a whole lot of them. But it was like, what are you doing mother? <laughs> like. Uh, what about fairy lamps? Good sellers? Fairy lamps are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me started on fairy lamps. Okay. They're, they're, they're really good for children's night lights. Putting them to, to bed. Pop up uh, in, in the questions that I just Googled it myself and I think I fell in love with them. They're so cute. What are those? Those fairy lamps. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Right. Fairy lamps. <laughs> We've got another train just uh, for the. <laughs> We got a train. Uh, no worries. Oh. Dana loves trains. Yeah, they're great trains. I grew up on train tracks. Yeah, we don't even hear them. Yeah, and if someone comes over to stage, you're like, man, things kept me up all night. <laughs> Shop Girl Star, how do you tell old Murano versus new Murano? Um, uh, there's something about the quality of it. You can usually tell just the shape of it and the quality of it. I don't really know how to answer that. It's yeah. just like, it's from experience of looking at it and dealing with it. It just comes with. It's, it's yeah, it's repetitive, repetitive touching, feeling and looking and, and 
researching. Yeah. Yeah. Comparing. Being made, right? What's that? Murano is still being made. Murano glass is still modern companies making. Well, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of tourism in Murano, so they yeah. are still actively making pieces, and they do a lot of pieces for the um, for the tourist trade. And I know that there are still pieces like, for instance, uh, we did that one house clean out where there was a piece of Murano glass, but it had a TJ Maxx sticker on it. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, it was a nice piece, but it was like, wow. You know, and it kind of made me rethink of how I look at Murano. I knew it was Murano. It was Murano, but it had a TJ Maxx sticker on it. So it's kind of makes you think of, you know, how you look at the pieces. Modern old stuff. Uh, Kathy Bell. Oh, Moto Mining. Oh, you know the word, isn't it? It has a, it has a bird on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of our favorite things. It has a bird on it. <laughs> that usually means you have to take a shot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> people were talking about... Uh, Drinking games before your show. Yeah, we, we have a full drinking game yeah, built time, around our channel. Yeah, so every time we do a live and she says bird, so you got to take a You have to take a shot. And there's, oh. there's different rules. There's bingo cards, I think. <laughs> Somebody made bingo cards. And there's different rules for how many shots that you take based on what I say. Like if I say, oh boy, I say that a lot. You have to take a certain a number and um, I'll have to send you the, the cards. <laughs> it's a fun game. <laughs> Margie Monroe, does Jocelyn think maybe one of her kids will follow in her footsteps? Do you have um, a future? Uh, I think so. I mean, I, I think too early not tell. so much in the reselling, but maybe in the YouTube realm of things. I mean, Ashton's already talking about, I want to, I want to film videos for Fortnite, you know, so they're, they're already. I all thought he already YouTube. had his own channel. He does have his own channel, but that was before YouTube put into place all of the rules. Oh yeah. The, the child channel. protection stuff. Yeah. So that kind of put a pause on everything that we were doing and it kind of, made us reevaluate re um, his channel right? where we wanted to go with that. So we're going to have to wait till he's a little bit older, but he's already talking about what he wants to do with his channel. So I think they definitely want to go into YouTube, which I have no problem with. Um, we've made a living out of it. And They're still going to college. I don't, I don't <laughs> agree with that. <laughs> Neither do I, Jocelyn. Neither do I. Sorry, I didn't go Trade school. As long as they know the basics, I feel like they can navigate with. But um, right. <laughs> yeah, so I, I feel like maybe they'll follow it. I, I would be delighted if they went into reselling, but um, they, bo they both have a passion. But I, I mean, well, maybe not Ashton. Mom, can we buy a house? A new house. I don't want an old house. I don't like old houses. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know about Ashton. Maybe not. But maybe Juliet. She enjoys going thrifting with me. So we'll see. Hmm. Cool, cool. Uh, they, I know they like metal detecting, don't they, they? Yes, yeah, they do. What kid don't like treasure hunting? Yeah, I think they, they only have so much patience for it, though. 
as most kids, you know, as most kids yeah. do. Well, they only, they only have all some. kids are like ADD. It's like, oh, squirrel. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. I'm 40 years old and I'm still ADD. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm yeah. 59 and I'm still that way. They call me, they call me squirrel, Drew. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's the one we, you know, when one of us are doing something, he'll be gone. Where'd he go? He's over there, up that tree. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, I believe it. <laughs> oh, I I know you need to get the kids to bed. Yeah, he was just saying we got to get the kids to bed. And I Drew's just being time. real patient with us. Uh, like he's like poking minutes. me. We're like forty-five he's, minutes past. We're we're like, like more than usually eight thirty is bedtime, yeah. so we're a little bit past. Uh -huh. <laughs> Jason <laughs> Keith prospecting. Yeah, I can be the you worst know, squirrel ever. I got them watching uh, X Men Apocalypse right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a babysitter, Drew. What a tonight. I mean, they haven't come up the stairs yet, though. Mommy, mommy. Well, they watch, <laughs> well, they watch. They watch Wolverine gut a bunch of people. Around, oh my so. gosh! She's <laughs> Marvel movies, Mom. It's okay. I asked you if it was okay for kids, and you told me it was. <laughs> there goes her trust in you, there, Drew. Just Wolverine. <laughs> it's just <laughs> cartoon character. Boy. <laughs> I don't watch TV or movies, so that's my problem. Uh, oh, my goodness. Well, I, I know we took you into OT, Jocelyn. I greatly appreciate it. Drew, thank you for being the mi uh, middleman for me. Um, <laughs> do you still have your personal channel, too, like your... Um... I do. I have uh, multiple channels. Well, um, you have Jocelyn Elizabeth, I believe. Yeah. I believe you have, of course, the Crazy Lamp Lady. Yes. And Relics Recover Us. Yes. Then we have Naughty Dog Treasures, Drew's channel. Yes. And I video out on in like 10, 11 months. I know. And that's <laughs> my fault. That's my fault because I haven't had the time to edit anything. So. <laughs> Uh, Mike, thank you, uh, M.A. Lyman, for the $5 super chat, my friend. Thank you. Um, I It's great having you back, Jocelyn. I hope you had as thank much fun, much. if I not more this time than last time. I had a blast. We're going to have to do it again sometime soon. We're going to have to get out of the creek again. Yes, oh, definitely. Camping for the weekend. Yes. Definitely, yes. definitely. I think we'd enjoy that. I love getting wet with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like getting wet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get you behind instead of a shovel this time in a sluice box, Drew. We'll get you behind a dredge. That sounds good. And we'll we'll oh get God. you some gold. And you never know what else you'll find. There you go. You too, Jocelyn. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. And the kids yeah. would enjoy it too. 
that they would. The kids love it too. That's right. And if you come antiquing in Ohio again, please let us know. I will. And if you don't mind some of the flash proofs, and hey, meet up with you and maybe get some pointers, even though we're all collectors in our own right. Yeah. Yeah, remember Trader go. Days in Lucasville. Really I'm going to remember that. I will. Let me do a shout out here for uh, for our chat room, who's been really good tonight. Lots of questions. Yeah. Really great. Really great to see a lot of new people. If you liked what we did tonight, if you liked us talking to your favorite crazy lamp lady, <laughs> come, on, come on back. Join us every Tuesday because we got all kinds of crazy people on our show. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, I know some of you are new here. This is your first time. We'd love to have you back. I yes. just want to get that in before they all took off. <laughs> yes, we'd love to have you back. We have all kinds of treasure hunters, collectors, manufacturers, inventors, TV celebrities, uh, you, if they're in the treasure hunting community of some sort of appendage on that huge treasure hunting hand, uh, we work on getting them on our show. Uh, and uh, I can guarantee you every week's a fun week. <laughs> and Jocelyn, thank you very much for breaking my record. <laughs> Like left out, so I'm like, I'll do it too. Okay, <laughs> do it. <laughs> Called the family of the hand. Right. Yeah, and 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 what you do, I I personally consider that treasure hunting. Oh, sure. definitely, definitely. That's treasure hunting. You're looking for treasure, you know, uh, weird, different stuff. Uh, I think. Did did so, did we ask you what was the weirdest thing you ever saw? The finger. Yeah, she talked about the, yeah. the glass jar. Yeah. Okay, right, right. And I still see that question up there, so I didn't know if I had. <laughs> uh, thank you for being with us tonight, Jocelyn. Thank you for having yeah. me. This is so much fun. It is, it's fun. Well, I mean, you know, we try to keep it fun, uh, and, and and we and we we try to ask the questions that uh, the people want to know about you and. That's what you I know, love about your show. It's always fun to have you here. Uh, I'm not sure if I like your hair natural or the pink and purples or. You know what? Next time I'll make it pink. Just. <laughs> just for you, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> natural. He misses it. I will it. use the pink and just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. Uh, yeah, had a great night tonight, and thank you, Jocelyn, for bringing in so many people. You broke records for probably another three years. <laughs> probably so. What was it, like 197 at one point? Yeah, yeah, didn't quite get to 200, but close. You got really close. Right. Close. Maybe, maybe some of these people will come back, and our, our numbers will keep growing, you know, they start liking our show. and Right. And from what I understand, you got some pretty good people that might be even worth bringing on, too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll Jocelyn, if, if you don't say goodbye, we're just going to keep talking. Oh, okay. All right. That's well, right. I will see all of you <laughs> later. And for everyone who... 
who watches my channel i will see you tomorrow you're very right there rose thank you again jocelyn drew it's great seeing you again look forward to seeing you in a thrift store or creek again someday campground yeah gold rush days labor day weekend gold rush days or you could make it to flash bash which comes our outing that's even better Try. We'll try. I would love to do that. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll let Drew know when they're getting. I'll give you a good fair warning. That so sounds good. We haven't come up with the location yet for Flash Bash. That's around June. Uh, so we're working on a new location for that, but it's a blast, huh, Rose? Oh, oh so man, time of your life. I will tell you really quick too, Ed. Um, I am working with Adam Samarco. Right, and, right. And he is going to be working as a mine lab detect expert for us. And he's going to be taking a trip out to California in January. Right. I've got I'm sending a GPX five thousand with him. Ooh. Videos and some gold videos out in California while he's there for two weeks. Are you we still in the chat room, day. Adam? You're gonna love that, dude. That's news to me. Nah, yeah. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> you 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 could have sent us a couple of gold monsters or what? Uh, two toes had when we went I got, out i got really lucky uh, a gentleman came to the relic show last weekend and he had two shoulder surgeries so he wasn't able to use the machine anymore and um one of those our cost is is almost three thousand dollars for a wow. dealer brand new right um, i was able to get that machine with an extra battery and the harness for eighteen hundred dollars Ooh, nice oh. nice so we're going to put that machine to work. Oh, Adam will put it to work, too. I hope so. I hope he he was in the room yeah, earlier. pretty tough out there. That's pretty sure they found the gold with those. And I, I think he'll do a good job for Mine Lab too. I thought that was a great idea when you brought it I really up to me. I just want the dog. I, I don't even. I, don't <laughs> I even, told you. I just want the dog, honestly. I mean, yeah. I just want to like figure out how to get the dog to metal detect, oh, and then Adam can just kind of just be there. You, oh. you know, you know, Adam. <laughs> Adam was in here <laughs> earlier. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You, you know, Adam was in here earlier, Drew. Well, maybe you oh, don't. Wow. But Adam was in here Drew, earlier, Drew, and he knows Petey's the star. <laughs> he knows. Yeah, I just talked to him the other day. Um, he was he was asking about you know a couple things, telling me about his trip, and I was like, you know, this is going to be a really good opportunity to do some some videos and use some mine lab equipment because I know he's got some older equipment and he's looking to finally upgrade and 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 do some some new things and i want to help him with that and in turn he's going to wind up helping us so, cool yeah adam will do good for you i i'm, I'm he better sure. i'm backing him 100 <laughs> percent. i will find you ed i <laughs> uh, just remember we're we're always looking for sponsors here for tuesday night hanging out live too drew yeah, all right we'll talk <laughs> and, and we're we're all three mind lab no three of us got mind labs all right we'll have to talk time 
on our trip to California. What the heck? Oh, he's going to show off his nuggets. I'm going to show you my <laughs> nuggets I found with my monster. Nice. First, and I first. found three with my Knox. But you need to talk to Mind Lab about the coils. Yeah. Jocelyn, Jocelyn will go over it with you because uh, it only on the Mind Lab it only detects underneath the coil and not radiates from the edges of the coil. I know what you mean. And when we use it in cracks, um, we no. we get nothing, and then someone comes up with what does two toes use and Bennett, and they two get it. Right, so does you know, I have I have the personal attention of a mind lab representative for the next four days, five days. I may or may not have mentioned that. Um, <laughs> so I will I will definitely pass that that along because um, those those types of comments they do make their way back to the engineers and the office. Um, I, I, I know I sent you a message and we talked about it and you sent me to like Gold Tech Coils. I Coil believe, Tech. Coil Coil Tech Coils. And they did have a bunch for Mind Lab, but not the Knox. So the Equinox, they I haven't seen any new coils for that um, from Coil Tech yet. Um, I wasn't sure if they had put one. I could have swore I saw something for that. Um, but you've, you're pretty much relegated for the moment to the 6, the 11, or the 15 um, that, that Mind Lab puts out. So. Well, there you go. I, I, I'm sure you'd get a couple of guys buying some more coils from you if you did. Well, if I, they did. I will definitely, I will definitely pass that that technological information along because that's that's important. That's that's stuff they want to know. Because sure. the way we use it, we do hold down that coil and shove it down in a crack, mm -hmm. and so on the gold machines because like use them like the way we use them was working cracks and crevices. Sometimes, and I spent a whole day, most of the day, digging a target that I couldn't find. <laughs> every, time, every time I went over, wait, every time I went over it, it was there. Well, why were you so close to your steel toe boots? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that. That ain't my phone either. But what what what, what was happening is I was. As I was coming down, it was catching it, right? It was getting the signal. But when I turned my coil into the crack, I, I didn't get nothing. Well, I come to find out that I'd already passed the target. I, I, I'd passed the target 10 inches, you know, before somebody else came over and checked it out. And they actually found my target about two inches from the top that I had missed because I wasn't, wasn't, telling me exactly where it was, you know, I was thinking it was still in the crack. I kept digging and digging and digging and digging and I wasn't getting anything, but I passed it. So I've been able to get in there and 
stick my call in there sideways and, and realize that the, my signal was not down there. It was up to the side. It was actually under some roots. Yeah. And it wasn't anything, piece of foil. Okay. Big in that crack for nothing. But I learned something, so that was good. I learned, you know, uh, I was doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it was a learning experience. A learning, definitely a learning experience. So we'll say goodnight now so you can leave. Yeah, they've been trying for the last oh, the 15, 20 minutes. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, and they've been unattended for a little bit. Of time. Yeah, the fact it's that way too quiet. Yeah, it's one of those. I'm like, just, I just hit the leave button and never get out. <laughs> just, just press the leave button. You're being no, sucked in the vortex again. They're, they're fine. I've been checked. I've been looking at the security camera. <laughs> <laughs> Drew's a smart the best man. Ever. <laughs> well it's that time everybody 10 o'clock's here time flies when you're having a great time all of you thank you very much for joining toledo jess dano rose jocelyn drew and i tonight i had an absolute pleasure i hope you did too next week we're having the inventor of gold cube and the banjo pan Mike Pung on as a return guest. I think it's been about two years since he's been on too. That show will be another great show. I can about guarantee that. Until next time, may you always have a flash in your pan. You know what he's going to say next. That's right. Ask Jocelyn, Drew, and Rose. It happens. Maybe one day too. Will meet you on the river good night everybody god bless thanks for joining us good night everyone good night jocelyn thank you again drew thanks brother karen good night buddy thanks world greatest Five, moderator three brandon birkin birkin good night TPU, good night. Heavy Meadow Detective, thank you. Richard Davis and Better Half, thank you. Good All of you, thank you. David Villa.